Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. This is the Fantasy Best Friends Forever here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Greg Sussman. There is no Frank Stample once again. He is on vacation. So today we bring in a guest BFF. Guest BFF, say hello to the people. I am never a guest BFF, <laughs> Greggy. I am always your fantasy best friend forever. Welcome back to the program a week after he left. It's Mike Florio! Mikey, you were supposed to come in today, man. I know, man. I'm sorry for the poor video quality. It looks a lot better. It looks great. I see. It looks great. Oh, okay. Then good. But, yeah, I was supposed to come in. The moving company was supposed to be here yesterday. Uh, they're going to be here within during this show. So, at some <laughs> point, I'm just going to have to stop talking and let them in. I hope uh, not. Behind me is, is all, like, the stuff that I'm moving. You can see all that. So, Yeah. Tomorrow morning, my flight out to L.A., and, and it's the first time I ever bought a one-way ticket. Wow. Is your girlfriend going with you? Not immediately. Ooh, so, yes. that, so that was the verdict. She, not immediately. Yeah, she'll be out there, but uh, in a couple weeks. Oh, all right. Fair enough. Uh, everyone in, in our YouTube chat, everybody listening live, all the watchers, they're happy you're back, man. And I also, if you noticed, you, you probably can't. Because um, I'm at this angle, not over there. Um, go to the shoe shot. I put the old BFFs logo up, Florio, uh, because oh, you're here, you know? There it is. The old BFFs logo with three of us because you're back. So, I mean, I'm a fan of the, the new logo. It's cool. Uh, I've, I've checked out the show. I've listened to your guys' new songs. Uh, I will say, though, I think the old logo is better. Because <laughs> you're uh, silhouettes do, in do, it. Do, 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 do will forever be the... BFF song. There you go. There you go. Um, all right, Flora, you haven't been on the radio in a couple of weeks. What's uh, what's on your mind, man? Uh, football wise or life wise? Both, man. This is your platform. I know you don't, you're not going to have this opportunity often. Dude, come on, Greggy. <laughs> I, I told you I'm, I'm down to Skype in whenever I'm available. This is the first time you've asked me, and I said yes. Correct. Uh, you know, football wise, not a lot has really changed since the last time I was there. It's been a week. Right. Uh, Life-wise, it's just this move has been taking over. So I, that's that. I, I see the title is, do you care about the preseason? Not really. I didn't watch uh, too much of the Hall of Fame game. I wanted to, but I was busy that night. But preseason, uh, I think a lot of it is is coach talk and hype. And I know you agree. Well, I, I completely agree. And, and my answer, my very simple answer to that question was, was no. But I think there's, there's qualifications with that, right? Like, Florio, you've always told me, that you look out for certain things. For me, like I 
pretty much like disregard everything. Um, but when it came to spring training and it comes to the preseason, you haven't felt like that, right? Like you, you haven't been like that. Like, are you looking for a guy like Odell Beckham to play because he says he's healthy? Are you looking for him to be out there and seeing what he does? Or are you like, listen, it's Odell Beckham. I don't care. Yeah, I'm like, it's Odell Beckham. I don't care. I have him ranked third and receiver technically in my tier two because to me, tier one is just uh, Brown and D-Hop. But yes. I have Beckham there. I think he's a first first round pick. Uh, in fact, to me, a lot of the times there's guys that I like that I don't want to perform well in preseason. Like, sure. you know, I kind of I like Amari Cooper. Yep. But Amari Cooper goes out and puts up 100 yards, you know, in, in the first game, in like week three of the preseason when he's going to play a lot. His price is going to increase, and then come when I'm doing my home league drafts and stuff, I'm going to have to pay a higher price. So I don't like that. And my best example of that is Emmanuel Sanders' first year with the Denver Broncos. I really liked him. I wrote about him for the Roto Experts package, stuff like that. He had a really big preseason. His price went up. Like Come the end of August, you were having to spend a fourth-round pick, where before that, I think I was getting him in like the seventh round. So I kind of like to see guys I like not perform well. I like it. I, I, I like the take. And you mentioned that DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Antonio Brown make up your tier one for wide receivers. Uh, you'll be happy to know, and I, I know you found this out last night, and I'm letting everybody else know now, uh, my rankings are done. They are complete. They are ready to go. They are color-coded and ready. The tiers are done. Yeah, and I was shocked to hear how late you have <laughs> Lamar Miller. But you know why? Because Lamar Miller sucks. That's why. Yeah, we owned him last year, and it wasn't fun. It's terrible. I currently... I currently have him 28th in PPR, and after hearing where you have him, I was like, maybe I got to lower him a little bit more. No, so how I do my rankings, and I'm going to be completely transparent and honest with everybody, I take the composite fantasy pros, I put them in a spreadsheet, and then I just move them around based on how I like a guy. And that's pretty much it. And I really don't like Lamar Miller. So I was going down the running backs, like all the guys that I would rather have than Lamar Miller. I lied. He's not 41. He's 42 now. I moved him down. Oh, again. God. Who, who moved ahead of him? Uh, LeGarrette Blunt. Really? Yeah. Dude, Lamar Miller sucks. Like, who are I, some other guys that you have ahead of Lamar Miller? <laughs> you want to hear? I, I very much want to hear. Okay. Uh, Frank Gore I have ahead of Lamar Miller. You, really? Yeah, dude. Why? Yeah, dude. Lamar Miller. Uh, they want you to back your camera shot up, by the way. They don't, they don't like how close it is. Back it up? Yeah. What about like that? Well, that's, I, I, I can't see it. But maybe they change the cameras that well. All right. Well, I guess they're not changing the camera. Who's producing today? Can, is it my change? man, Sean there we go. There we go. Is, is that better for everybody? Are you I happy now? It out like this? It's on my phone, so it's hard. My that, that looks good to me. That looks good. It's not working. Uh, you know what? Directive content here. You look great, Florio. Oh, executive Greggy. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, I have Frank Gore ahead of him. I have Naheem Hines ahead of, uh, ahead of him. And I have all, green, all three Green Bay running backs ahead of him. The fact is, Lamar Miller sucks. Like, I was going through his game log and being like, Greg, I know you're being ridiculous about this. Like, you're overcompensating. He's not this bad. But you go through the game log and you just see the number of carries he has go down seemingly every week. And I'm not a big Alfred Blue fan. I understand that. No one's drafting Alfred Blue. But Lamar Miller just... And nothing left. And this is Deshaun Watson's team. He's going to throw a ton of passes to Will Fuller and DeAndre Hopkins. I just want nothing to do with Lamar Miller. I realize by having him ranked 42nd means that there's zero chance I will get him. And that's fine. But you always say, or, or people always say, when it gets to a certain level, you have to pull the trigger. I specifically put him low, so low in my rankings that I will never feel like he's the last one there and I have to pull the trigger. 
I mean, okay. I'm looking right now at uh, the games that DeAndre, uh, Deshaun Watson played. And yes. Compare, looking at what Lamar Miller did in those games. Yes. Solid. You know, not like, obviously last year he was a disappointment. He was overvalued. But if he's sitting there at RB40, I'm going to take him. I have him in my uh, low 30s, so that's one. Oh, wait, so, you have. Your, so you're not that far away from me. You have him in your low 30s. I have him right now 30 in standard and I believe 29 in PPR. But I'm debating with him. and got, So guys I have ranked just behind him. I'm yeah. looking at my standard right now. Okay. Uh, Sony Michelle. Mm-hmm. Sony, because I, I worry. I have I have Sony Michelle uh, after Lamar Miller. Wow. Okay. So we both agree there. Yeah. CJ Anderson. Uh, I have CJ Anderson after Lamar Miller. Tevin Coleman. I have Tevin. Col- Where do I have Tevin Coleman? I have Tevin Coleman after Lamar Miller. So who the hell is your RBs like thirty through forty? <laughs> uh, so that whole round. Uh, so I am higher than everybody. I'm gonna just buy it. I'm gonna get yelled at. That's fine. Um, Marlon Mack. I have Marlon Mack higher than Lamar Miller. Oh, God. I have Marlon Mack 41, at, appropriately enough. I have Marlon Mack at 30. Um, I have Chris Thompson ahead of him. I have Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson ahead of him. All three Green Bay running backs, Tariq Cohen, Naheem Hines, Kerryon Johnson, Frank Gore, and Gary Blunt. Okay, so I'm going to pull up PPR because I'm guessing those are PPR. Half-point PPR. Okay, so yeah. Uh, I have Chris Thompson, 39, Riddick, 38. I'd rather Lamar Miller than the PPR special. Really? Personally. I don't know, man. Just because I do do anything. I do feel like there's a chance he gets the goal line work over. Like, where I, I have no thought at all that Chris Thompson or Theo Riddick or those guys are going to get anywhere close to the goal line. Right. Duke Johnson, same right. thing. Right. But, like, that's why I have but the fact. But the fact is, when, with a guy like Lamar Miller, that's really what you're banking on, right? Like, you're banking he's going to fall into the end zone. Yes. Well, no, because last year, I mean, he has had 800 rushing yards each of the last, like, three seasons. Right. And he, he chips in, like, 300 receiving. So you're giving me over 1,000 yards and, like, five or six touchdowns. I feel like that's a top 30 running back. Well, I think he's a top 42 running back. Because I, I thought <laughs> that he was going to fall, that I'm only looking for him to fall into the end zone. And I thought LeGarrette Blount had a better opportunity to just fall into the end zone, which is why I have him uh, ranked one spot higher than Lamar Miller. I might drop Carryon Johnson, though. So I have Carryon Johnson, Frank Wooden, like this. I have him 44th currently. Yeah. yeah. Behind the, all the PPR backs, because my fear with him, I, I get it. He's a talented player, but my fear is exactly what you kind of have hinted at. Like, if LeGarrette Blunt is getting all the goal line work, and I don't see why he wouldn't, that's, like, kind of what he's been a specialist his entire career. And then Theo Riddick, we know, isn't going away. He's going to be out there for the two-minute drill on passing downs, the third down back. If Kerryon Johnson is a first and second down back in between the 20s, he's not going to be a guy you ever want to start in fantasy. Exactly, and that's the problem. And that's always been the problem with a guy like Amir Abdullah, who was, in the, even when people were high on him, that was the problem. Like He was always going to be taken out um, on all passing downs. And then when it came to goal line, you were worried about dudes that stink, like Dwayne Washington and Zach Zenner. Amir Abdullah was never given an opportunity to be the guy from the one-yard line of the one-yard line. I know the one that the biggest disagreement I think we're going to have is I have Lamar Miller one spot ahead of Carlos Hyde. I have Carlos. Oh, I love Carlos Hyde. How dare you? Why would you do that? <laughs> My similar to Carryon Johnson fear. I fear that Duke Johnson is the passing down back there. Nick Chubb could 
it could be a hot hand approach on first and second down and near the goal line. Like I have no confidence in Hugh Jackson that he's going to know what to do with this running back situation. When it comes to the preseason, though, is that something you look at? We just talked about not caring. But in a situation like Detroit, in a situation like Green Bay, is that something where you're going to uh, – Cleveland as well. Is that somewhere you're going to look at, like, look at it and be, hmm, maybe I should look at this usage here? Yeah, I think that is a, a fair scenario of where uh, preseason comes into play and where it is a factor. I will. The Packers, I know you mentioned them, they're a little bit different because I wonder if they really want to use Aaron Jones as much because he is suspended. So maybe we have to wait until week three to kind of see how that shakes out. But yes, I agree. If In preseason, when all the starters are in, if it's Carlos Hyde running every single time and Nick Chubb is coming in when, you know, Baker Mayfield and, and the backups come in, then yes, that I will bump up Carlos Hyde, lower Nick Chubb. But right now, I, I don't have a strong sense of which way that can go because I do believe both are very talented. So, yes, that is a prime example of where I think preseason matters. All right. So, I also, going along the same lines, we've talked a lot about Lamar Miller here. Preseason mattering. Does it, does it not? Um, I want to get to the quarterbacks that are hurt. Carson Wentz doesn't look like he's going to play. Deshaun Watson says he's like a billion percent, right? Not even a hundred percent. He's over that mark. Are you looking at how he plays in the preseason if he does? Yeah, I, I look more with Carson Wentz than I do with Deshaun Watson because all reports are that Watson is fine, the brace is off. So, you know, this. I, I, one of my shows, final shows while I was still there, was kind of addressing quarterback bust. And I said I don't expect to have Watson or Wentz on any team. Yep. I feel like everyone loves Watson this year, and Wentz is kind of getting swept under the rug. But I think it matters more, preseason matters more to see Carson Wentz than it does to Sean Watson. I don't, think, I don't think we'll see Carson Wentz, dude. Which is scary. To me, that is very scary because week one, we already know, was kind of up in the air. So if he doesn't play at all in preseason, how can you draft him as the fifth quarterback off the board with any confidence? So where is Carson Wentz in your quarterback rankings right now? So I currently have him six, but I... Oh, really? You still have him that high? It's interesting. Greggy, Greggy, Greggy. I've already moved Andrew Luck up to seven. Okay. And Andrew Luck is one preseason game away from becoming my fifth quarterback. So, uh, so in all honesty, I, I didn't... I didn't kill you for saying he's going to be the biggest riser because that's where already where I was starting him, right? Like, that was the conversation I had, that as soon as he proves he's healthy, he's just going to be there. Andrew Luck right now is my sixth ranked quarterback. I'm very comfortable with that. You have him over Wentz? I do. Absolutely. I'm about, I'm about to do that myself, too, because Wentz is not showing us anything at all at practice and preseason, like you said. Dude, meanwhile, wait a minute. How can, you, how can we rank Wentz top five, top six, top seven? He may not play opening day. Like, that is a real possibility. So this is something I've highly, highly debated, because if he does suit up week one, I think that's where he should go. Okay. But if he misses time, obviously he has to go later. So I think he's going to be a faller in my ranking. I agree. But I've already I've already said this on BFFs, and I actually had a whole conversation with it uh, with Ronis because I was asking him as someone who has done this for a while. I have no intentions of drafting Carson Wentz where he is going. Right. Meanwhile, I have him ranked around there. Like, is that wrong? And he said, as long as you let everyone know, like, hey, this is where I'm ranking him, but I'm not taking him there at all. I'd rather wait and take this guy. So that's kind of how I'm addressing it. But I think in a month. Andrew Luck will 100% be over Wentz. You know, I'm about to put him over Wentz right now. I'm doing it right now as we speak. Right? There you go. Um, but for me, so my answer to that question with Ronis 
is is very simple. I did it with Lamar Miller, right? Like I'm not drafting Lamar Miller. He's my 42nd ranked running back, so he will not be on any of my teams. And at this point, where Carson Wentz is not healthy, and he may not start week one, he may not play week two. Like we don't know the deal with Carson Wentz. He is my 12th ranked quarterback. Okay, so you you've taken it. A lo- I like what you've done there. You've kind of said like. He's not playing right now. I can't draft him as the fifth or sixth quarterback of the board. This Correct. is where I'm willing to take him. Yes, and I'm, I like I'm, I'm certainly willing to take him here, no doubt about it. But I won't take him before some of these healthy guys. I look at the quarterback rankings, and for me, I like the first seven guys. And then after that, I'm fine with them, but it's a lot of crap shooting with, with Cousins and Stafford and Roethlisberger and Rivers and Jimmy G and Ryan and Mahomes. Like That whole tier is just like, that's where I have Carson Wentz right now. That's fair, and I think that it's fair to put him there because that is a tier. It looks crazy the way I'm holding this phone. Sorry. Uh, that is a tier, though, where you kind of have to make your decision. Do you want to take a, a safe guy, a la Matt Stafford, Phillip Rivers, someone who you know is going to play all 16 games, you know at the end of the year the numbers are going to be there, but they have a limited ceiling, or do you want to go for the upside? And Andrew Luck right now is a part of that. So is Pat Mahomes. Those are the upside plays in that tier. I would say Carson Wentz is an upside play right now. Are you sticking around or what? Your movers aren't coming anytime There's, soon. The movers aren't here yet, so I'll stay until they're here. There you go. We have a question from the listener. We have a couple of calls I want to answer just for you. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Mike Florio is back for the final time in New York. He moves to L.A. tomorrow. More for the BFFs right after this. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Fantasy best friends forever here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Greg Sussman. Show my B- join by my BFF, Michael Floria. Floria, how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, I'm trying to figure out this camera thing. I think that's a little bit better. You look good. It's hard to to balance. You could attest to this. The new iPhone wire is at a weird spot. It's hard to balance the phone. Yeah. So I'm trying. I don't have a new iPhone, dude. So I, I can't attest to this. No, you have the you have the new wire thing though. What the head? Oh, in, the headset the, that plugs into the charger. Yeah. Yeah, I do have that. You're right. All right. Annoying. Um. I, I have a couple of questions. So I got a, a tweet of a question, and it actually relates to me. So that's why I'm bringing it up to you. Uh, we did our lottery the other night for my home league, and I have the 11th pick. Who should I take? <laughs> I mean, I watched Frank's videos. I talked about it yesterday on the show. And when Frank gets back, I'm going to talk to him as well. Uh, but what, what is the idea for you at 11 and 12 and like that, that whole rap? Keeper or redraft? Redraft. Totally redraft. Okay, so my thing usually is running back receiver. Okay. I'll take, uh, I have him ranked Kareem Hunt, Melvin Gordon. In PPR, I have Dalvin Cook and then Fournette. In standard, I have Fournette, then Cook. Okay. 
Um, so I would take one of those four, and then unless all four are available and you're comfortable getting any of them, okay. And there's a receiver you like more. Like I know you really like Devonte Adams. I know you really like Michael Thomas. I know you really like Keenan Allen. So if one of those guys is there, most likely all of them will be because it's going to go running back heavy. But typically, I like to go one running back, then one receiver. Now, if it does go running back heavy, as and it could, some of those names you mentioned, Hunt. Gordon, they could be gone. And the ones that could fall are DeAndre Hopkins and Odell Beckham Jr. Would you take those guys instead of the running back then? Yes, I would take D. Well, D Hop for sure. Okay. Uh, Beckham, it's close. But see, that's a scenario where if, all right, let's say like Hunt and Gordon are gone, but there's Dalvin Cook Fournette. and Leonard Fournette, and yeah. you're confident that, or let's say three of them are there. Well, then there's no brainer. That's, that, that's easy. Yeah. Then you take the yeah. wide receiver. But, yeah. what if, but if two of them are there, you're taking the shot that the person at 12 will take both. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm okay. It, it depends on how you feel about Devonta Freeman. Because I know that's a little bit early for him. Right. But he's the next running back I have ranked. I've always been a Freeman guy. So if you're comfortable getting him, you could take Odell. But I, I still think I would risk it, take Odell, and I'm pretty confident I'd get one of Cook or Fournette. Do you, is there any merit this year to starting wide receiver, wide receiver? Say you get Odell and, and Cook and Fournette both go, then you get a guy like Julio. Is there any – what happens then? There is merit to it. Uh, Frank just did it in his best ball draft that he's uh, texting us about. See, I'm still in the group chat for those guys who are wondering. <laughs> uh, but I usually won't do it because I forget who his, – uh, his running back one was Derek Henry, and I think – he added, like, Marshawn Lynch or something like that. Um, I'm not comfortable with that. Oh, my phone fell. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, I would rather have the running back and then pair it with a receiver. And okay. I feel more com- comfortable getting an Amari Cooper or T.Y. T-Y is starting to climb, but one of those guys at the end of round three rather than the running back that is available at the end of round three. Would you, t- would you ever go running back, running back? Would you t- be the guy that takes Fournette and takes Dalvin Cook? Yes, so in our FNTSY uh, mock that we did... Greatest fantasy football mock draft ever. Yes, I I was pick 11, actually, right before Frank, and I started, uh, I think I took Melvin Gordon and then Leonard Fournette in round two. There you go. So who did you wind up with 3-4 then? Amari Cooper, Allen Robinson, and in round five, I think I took Marvin Jones. Those are guys that I like. I know you're not as crazy over them as I am, there, if you if there is a receiver that you like in that range, I'm okay with it. Yeah, and Greggy also. Yes. Remember before I left, we kind of discussed which picks are you warming up to. Yes. Like, do you, I'm I'm cool with the middle one. Like, it sounds stupid, but I'm kind of this year I'm cool taking anything because in the middle, I'll get uh, Saquon Barkley, Kareem Hunt, something like that. Then I could get a like a a Devonte Adams. And in round three, I could still get like a Stephon Diggs or T.Y. Hilton. So I like that as well. So I'm really, the picks I think I like the least are one of the first four. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. It's just, I was looking at it yesterday. Now that I know I have a, what are you doing? Um, now that I know that I have 11th pick, I've been looking at it yesterday. That, I really hate like the third and fourth round. Like I really like the fifth and sixth better, where I'm like my wide receivers that I really like, and I've spoken about a lot Pierre Garcon, Robert Woods, Manny Sanders, Jamison Crowder, Robbie Anderson, Devin Funches. That whole crew goes. And I really like those guys a lot more than like the Demarius Thomas, Alshon Jeffrey, Brandon Cooks tier. 
Yeah, I to me, I agree with you 100%. There's a group of wide receivers that go in the middle that I'm not comfortable yeah, with. Yeah. Brandon Cooks being one of them. Alshon Jeffrey being one of them. I don't mind Demarius Thomas. Uh, I like Juju, but I'm not as high on him as Frank. Like, yeah, you kind of agree his ceiling is caps. I'd much rather wait, take a running back in that area, and then, you know, get pickings of the guys you named, like Sanders, Funches, Crowder, Anderson. I have Hogan in that tier. I know I'm a little bit lower on Hogan than others. Um, and I'm warming up to Jarvis Landry as well, this whole report. This is something that maybe I'm, I'm wrong because I kind of said – I wrote a whole article about why I would avoid him. <laughs> but now that Josh Gordon's not there and that him and Tyrod Taylor are on the same page – I'm, I've warmed up a little bit more. 844-843-6879. I want to go to the phone lines. I want to start with Demario in Tampa. What's up, Demario? Hey, can you guys hear me okay? Yep. What's going on? All right. Not much, man. I, I called in on Friday, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I spoke to the guy. And uh, Well, first I want to say I love your show. This is actually my first time listening to you. You guys give some amazing insight. Thank you. Um, and I'll definitely be using that. Not a problem. Um, but I called in on Friday and spoke to the guys, and they gave me, you know, some good info. Um, however, something has changed in our league. I'm in a 14-team standard league, and recently we just changed the flex spot. It was a receiver tight end, and now it's a full flex, so it does add the running back option now. Uh, my question is, would I be okay going into this draft? I don't know where my spot is just yet, but would I be okay going in and drafting three running backs back-to-back? Mike because Floria? that's what the guys are going to do in my league. Mike Floria? So you would start your draft with three running backs. This is not a keeper league, right? You don't three. have any receivers? No, no, no receivers. It's uh, one. It's two receivers, three – I'm sorry, two running backs, three receivers, and then you have that flex spot. Yeah, I've never – I have not started a draft three running backs, and I don't plan on it at all. It's just not a strategy I would take. I usually like to start running back receiver – and I have done, like I just said earlier, I have done running back, running back. But I feel like if you wait until round four and that pick where I got Allen Robinson as my wide receiver two, where I started running back, running back, I was picking at the mm-hmm. end. So if you're what, what pick are you exact? Did you say? Well, that's the thing. We don't I don't know exactly um, what pick yet, but I know if I'm at the end of. You know, if I'm at the end of the draft, I'm definitely going double running back. That I know for a fact. It's dangerous, man. Okay. It, you can. You, it is. It's <laughs> really, really, really dangerous. We were just talking about that, right? At the end of a draft, like if you want to go running back, running back, the wide receivers in that middle round, in that third round, I don't. I just don't feel comfortable. And Flora's a little bit more comfortable. But you almost it. have to. You don't have to do anything. Every month. You, that I- well, you're right about it. But every month that I've been in, you know, whether live or online, yep. it, every everything points to the running backs being gone. That's why everybody said take the running backs early this year because they are going to be off the board. If you want You're to start get stuck running with back, running back, I'm okay with that. But yep. it, it, like, it's, to me, it's too hard to plan out a strategy where you don't know where your pick is because True. if you're picking you know, in the top three or four, you're going to get one of those elite running backs. Then you could pair them up That's with, uh, I don't know, maybe Devonta Freeman and Jordan Howard, let's say. Like, if those guys fall to you, that's great. I love that start. Mm-hmm. But then you're looking at Juju Smith-Schuster being your wide receiver one. I do not want that. I'm not comfortable with that. I have an elite running back already. I'd much rather take a Stephon Diggs, a T.Y. Hilton, a wide receiver that I think has the upside to win me my league rather than take the running backs, be loaded there, and really be probably streaming your wide receiver three all year and not have a strong wide receiver one or two. 
Okay. And I have a question for you as well for, uh, regarding the receivers. Not many people, I think you guys, either you mentioned it or someone on the show before you mentioned uh, Cameron Meredith. Yep. Meredith, uh, to me, no one's been talking about the guy. Like, seriously. <laughs> I mean, he's over there with Drew Brees. Like, come on. Well, so, so I appreciate the call. Nobody's I, been talking about the guy. Cameron Meredith, the, the thing with him, he's another one of these guys, Florida, you have to ask the question. Does preseason matter? They released Brandon Coleman. Willie Sneed's now in Baltimore. You have Ted Ginn there, sure. But Cam Meredith is a guy that may walk right into the number two wide receiver role in New Orleans. Obviously, Alvin Kamara is there as well. But Cam Meredith coming back. But he also has an ACL injury. So new offense, recovering from the knee injury. A lot of question marks from Cam Meredith. Are you looking for him in the preseason? Yeah, he is a guy I will be keeping an eye on. I have him currently ranked as a wide receiver four. And I think that's fair. Um, he could certainly be the wide receiver two on this team. I actually read somewhere that Coleman outsnapped uh, everyone but Michael Thomas at the wide receiver position last season. So I think those those snaps and targets are available. I think Ted Ginn. I know he kind of played above uh, differently than we've ever seen him last year. He had a career high catch rate and stuff like that. But I think he is who he is. He is a guy you want to put on the outside, stretch the field. You can. Put Cam Meredith in the slot at times. I know you, you move everyone around. They move everyone around in New Orleans. But I, I do like Cam Meredith as a wide receiver for right now. He is, though, one of these guys that I think is a darling of the fantasy community. And if he does anything in preseason, he is going to rise. Yeah, Cam Meredith. The New Orleans offense in general are darlings of the fantasy community. So you expect anyone that pops off in the preseason to rise. Now, how much Drew Brees will we get in the preseason? I think that's a question that we're not going to be able to answer. And because of that, we're not going to really know what this offense is. Um, but Cam Meredith is certainly somebody that could be on the rise. I want to go to Stephen in Massachusetts. What's going on, Steve? Hey, Greggy. What's up, my man? How are you, man? What's up? I'm doing all right. Uh, I had a question. It was about uh, Eric Decker. Uh, I know that the guy, uh, a lot of the guys, they liked uh, Jordan Matthews at like late because of that uh, slot role. But now Eric Decker's there, and I, I think they said that he, it's not sure that he might might not even crack crack like the team. But if he does, are you are you looking at him as like a late round flyer guy as, as like a part of the slot role? Now, now, Steve, we we we, uh, we talked about this a little bit yesterday on the show with Decker in the slot. He was listed atop the depth chart in that slot role. You know Chris Hogan's a starter. You don't know who the other one is. From Kenny Britt to Cordarrelle Patterson to Eric Decker. Who is going to fill this role with Julian Edelman gone? Now, it could be Decker, but Decker also may not make the team. He only has $75,000 guaranteed to his contract, which is very, very little uh, for the New England Patriots. Will I take a labor out of flyer on him? Sure. Uh, that doesn't cost you anything. Do I expect him to all of a sudden uh, really stand out? Probably not. Floria? I agree with you. Late round flyer. And it's weird to say this about a guy who has one touchdown, who had one touchdown all of last season. I think he will be most used in the red zone. Uh, he has always shown the ability to be a solid red zone receiver. Remember, just it was now three years ago, but in 13 games that year, with, uh, I'm sorry, 15 games with the Jets, he scored 12 touchdowns. And him and Brandon Marshall were doing a lot of that damage inside the 20. He led the league in red zone targets, if I'm not mistaken, that year. I didn't fact check that. That was three seasons ago. But yeah, sure. he, he's always one of those heavily targeted guys in the red zone. And to me, if, if that is the role he's being using, that hurts Chris Hogan. Right. Oh, that's for sure. And that's one of the reasons you probably don't have Chris Hogan as high as everybody else. The reason I don't have Chris Hogan as high as everyone else is because I think people are expecting him to 
kind of take over this uh, Brandon Cooks, like not the role that Brandon Cooks played, but take over those targets that Brandon Cooks had and saw last season. And I don't expect that. I think uh, he was on pace last year for 105 targets. And we all kind of called for touchdown regression when it came with Chris Hogan. He had that stretch where he had, I think it was four touchdowns in four games. So I just don't believe he can li- I think people are paying for the hype and the ceiling. And, you know, that's something I don't like to, to do, especially with an early round pick. I love upside guys, but I think Chris Hogan, you have to draft him. And same thing with like Corey Davis. You have to draft them at their upside. And that doesn't give you a lot of room to grow and, and get a return on that investment. So those are guys that I do not have anywhere yet. And I probably won't. How much does the preseason matter for you when it comes to Corey Davis? Do you want to see him healthy? This is a brand new offense. People are expecting big things out of both Tennessee and in Chicago. How much does the preseason and seeing Matt LaFleur's offense, seeing Mike Vrabel as the head coach out there in Tennessee, how much does that matter to you when selecting a guy like Corey Davis? So that does matter. I want to see if they're throwing the ball a lot. I want to see – I know we're not going to get all the bells and whistles of their offense, but everyone loves LaFleur, LaFleur but he didn't really call the plays last year. I mean, that was all Sean McVay. We know that. So I, I am curious to see the offense that they run in preseason, if it is more pass-heavy or is it still like the – not exotic smash mouth, but similar to it where they're relying early on on the running backs consistently. Uh, Corey Davis, a guy I have in best ball, I think in one of my best ball drafts right now, I have him ranked where, around where he's going, but he is a guy like Carson Wentz that I don't really plan on drafting a whole lot of because, I, again, I think you're paying for that ceiling. I think so, too, but I'm kind of intrigued uh, by Davis. I'm kind of intrigued by Tennessee. I don't want to pay anything for him. Like, I have Corey Davis. Where am I in my rankings? I have Corey Davis number 28 in my rankings. What about you? Corey Davis? Uh, I have him in the same range. I'm pulling it up right now. I currently have him 27. All right. So, so we're right right so there. We're right We're right there, yeah. I, I'm, I have Chris Hogan 30. I, so I have, Maybe I'm too low? Yeah, I, I have Chris Hogan uh, higher. I, I have him at 23. So I have him pretty, pretty much higher. I have, him, I have him as a wide receiver, too, which is kind of what I think he is. I have him behind. So these are the two names I've been going back and forth with Chris Hogan. And maybe my Chris Hogan hate is too far. I have him behind Emmanuel Sanders and Sammy Watkins. Yeah, I have, I have both uh, Sanders and Watkins um, pretty significantly behind Hogan. I have Watkins uh, at 27, one spot ahead of Corey Davis, um, and Emmanuel Sanders at 31, which I might move up. Does it matter? So I just pulled up his what his per 16 uh, on pace was for last season. Yep. 105 targets, 60 receptions, 780 uh, yards, and nine touchdowns. And remember, I compared that to a player when I was texting you and Frank about it. That's basically what Nelson Aguilar did, and I could get Nelson Aguilar rounds later. Yeah, 100%. I get it. I get it. I, I, Nelson Aguilar is ranked, just for the record, as my 42nd wide receiver. But the difference is I want him, unlike my 42nd ranked running back. I, I want Nelson Aguilar. I have him ranked similar to you as well. Uh, I think I do need to bump Chris Hogan up a little bit. I think my hate for him has gone too far. Sure. But I'm excited about Manny Sanders. And this is one Same. of those things. Does preseason matter? Every day we're just hearing how, mm-hmm. how great Case Keenum is. And if Case Keenum is great, I think that's a huge step for Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas because – He's the best quarterback they played with since prime Peyton Manning. I, I, I don't think there's any disputing that he's better than Brock Osweiler. He's better than what Peyton Manning was in that final year and a half or so. He's better than uh, Trevor Simeon, Trevor Simeon Peyton, so, pa- Paxton Lynch. Yeah. 
Yeah, so to me, I like those guys. And I know it's a different offense than what they did in Minnesota, but to me, Manny Sanders shapes up as the receiver that we should see playing the slot more. But that is something I'm going to be watching in preseason, Greggy. Which one of DT and Manny Sanders they put in the slot? Because I'm expecting them to put one of the two in the slot. And I think whichever one it is, is going to have a big year and will be a player that I want to draft. Like, Flory, you're sticking around? We're going to play this by ear, I guess. They're still not here. I love it. I just need another 20 minutes. So do your friends, your fans, your family. All of the crew with the Fantasy Best Friends Forever. More from Mike Florio, more from myself. Does the preseason matter? We continue to answer that question when we return next on the Fantasy Best Friends Forever. When you're have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Fantasy Best Friends Forever Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Greg Sussman here with you. Uh, Mike Florio's movers have arrived. Uh, so he is gone for the show. I want to thank Mike Florio uh, for popping on uh, for the first, you know, first really 40 minutes of the show. It was great to have Florio back. We wish him the best of luck uh, out there in L.A. For the next 20 minutes, uh, you'll have you and me, and we'll take your call, certainly, at 844-843-6879. I want to do some house cleaning before we continue. I want to remind you that we're giving away World Series tickets on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and this time it goes to the winner of a free DFS baseball contest. The contests are sponsored by DKMS, who are looking for your help in in the fight against blood cancer. For many patients, a bone marrow transplant is the best chance for survival. While 30% of patients can find a matching donor in their family, that means 70%, nearly 14,000 each year, must rely on a stranger to step up and donate. You can, th- you can find out how you can help the cause and win 2018 World Series tickets by playing D- free daily fantasy baseball over at dailyroto.com slash DKMS. That is dailyroto.com slash DKMS. Your ticket to the World Series and a blood cancer's patient's tickets to life. Also want to remind you of the Roto Experts exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package is available right now. It is not just a draft kit. It's a full season package that takes you from draft day to championship week. And it features in-depth analysis from some of your favorite fantasy sports radio experts. Go to rotoexperts.com use the promo code FRANKTHETANK to get 10% off on the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Set aside a spot on the mantle for the 2018 championship trophy. We'll do some more house cleaning coming up in just a few moments. I want to go back to the phone lines at 844-843-6879. Let's go to Bill in Jersey. What's going on, Bill? Hey, guys. Uh, good talking to you. Hey, Mike, uh, good luck in your future, man. He appreciates uh, it, man. He actually, uh, the movers have arrived, so just you and I, Bill. Oh, okay. Uh, i got to keep a question. I'm in a, a live draft uh, a PPR. I have the, uh, you can keep two guys. Okay. I have Adams at four, mm-hmm. which I'm definitely going to keep. Uh, I have Henry at five. Okay. Which that's my big question. All right. I have Luck at eight. 
I have uh, Shepard at 10 or Matthews at 11. So really, it's basically between Derrick Henry in the fifth or Andrew Luck in the eighth, right? right? This is what we're deciding between? Because yeah, you're obviously... That's what I'm... Yeah, because you're obviously... Henry, keeping... a value at, at five in a keeper league where, uh, let me give you, uh, Gordon is gone, Lewis is gone. I don't have any choice for that. Yeah. You know, I think it's... It's obviously tough. Uh, to me, it, it, it's Henry in the fifth or Luck in the eighth. The problem is it's it's probably where both these guys are going. Like, there's not really value in, in, in keeping Derrick Henry in the fifth round, uh, and there's not really value in drafting Andrew Luck or keeping Andrew Luck in the eighth um, just because that's where they're going, you know? And I, I know you want to lock into two running backs and, and have that done um, and forgotten about, but... I kind of am leaning toward luck in the eighth, I think. Uh, I believe. When do you have to lock in your keepers, Bill? Uh, probably uh, a week before. We, we draft August 24th, so probably that week. Uh, so, about, so about 10 days from now? Yeah, about 10 days from now. One thing, I, got the, I have the 10th pick. Okay. So I'm going to get, I'm probably looking at Hunt, Kareem Hunt, Julio, maybe Beckham. And you play. And you play. You you, uh, you play with the flex, right? Yes, two wide receivers, two running backs, one flex. I want to get the closer's thoughts on this. Chris Venture joins the program uh, right now. What would you do, Chris? Would you keep Andrew Luck in the eighth, or would you keep Derrick Henry in the fifth? It's a good question, um, and it's a close one. But I think because of how deep quarterback is, and you might even be able to get Andrew Luck maybe a little bit later than the eighth. I think I like Henry in the fifth. I'm also big on Henry this year. Uh, I know that's about his value, but you got to keep somebody, right? Uh, I would keep Henry and have those two running backs. You won't have to worry about it in the early rounds in your draft. So I think I think that's obviously a fair point too. My only thing is Andrew Luck, if he is deemed healthy in the preseason and he looks amazing, you know he's going to rise on draft boards. And being that it's not an expert league, I think the quarterbacks will go a little bit earlier. To me, to lock up Andrew Luck in the eighth, that means you're going to have your fifth round pick. You'll see who else is out there in the fifth. When if you keep Adams in the fourth and Henry in the fifth, you don't pick for like 36 picks potentially because you're picking 11th. You don't pick for a really long time in that middle of the draft, and that would scare me a little bit, Bill. It's true. Yeah, yeah, I see. I, yeah, I hear you there. I just got one thing. Am I going to get a running back in the fifth? It's the end of the fifth round. Yep. Because I have the 10th pick, so it's the bottom end. Yep. Am I going to get a running back if I want to or a receiver in the fifth round? that has value that Henry has. He's the starter, and I know he, he doesn't catch a lot of passes, but, you know, this is his first chance. He could he could really take off. Well, he's not going to catch passes, and I appreciate the call, Bill. Um, he, he's not going to catch passes with Deion Lewis there. And and as we both said, like, Derrick Henry's value is in the fifth round. Like, I like Derrick Henry. Chris Ventura likes Derrick Henry. Um, he's good, and I think he's going to have a nice year. But... I don't think there's any value in keeping him there. And I'd rather have my pick and rather have that choice of drafting a running back or drafting a wide receiver and giving yourselves options. Chris, in the draft, it's really just all about options and being able to go in different directions depending on how the draft flows. That would scare me, keeping a fourth and a fifth rounder and not having a pick in between three and six. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. You know, you, then you got your first, your second, and third. You got to make really solid picks right there and make sure you have your roster, pretty much your core guys, at that point, because you don't have a fourth and a fifth. 
Uh, and I understand that. So you got luck in the eighth. You don't have to worry about quarterback. You don't have to think about it. Uh, and then you got options fifth, in the fifth, sixth, and seventh rounds. I think it's all about, yeah, just grabbing value where you can, where you could get the best value possible. And the f- funny thing about this question is, is that the values are about right for what the, where these guys are going. So it's hard to choose. Uh, the only reason why I say it is because someone might, in, because it's not an expert's draft, someone might just decide to grip Derrick Henry in the fourth round. Somebody might reach on him, somebody who really likes him. So I think you get those two running backs now in the first three rounds. You could go two, two super uh, great wide receivers early on. Oh, well, you got Devontae Adams, actually. I'm sorry. Yep. Devontae Adams. So you could get a nice bell cow in the first round. Sure. You get another great wide receiver in the second, second round. Now you got your two running backs, two wide receivers, and you're solid. You can worry about quarterback later on. Yeah. I, uh, I, that's I, the only I, thing I'm thinking. Yeah, no, yeah. I get it. Listen, it makes plenty of sense to me. Um, it, it, you definitely could do that. Be done through the five rounds. Have two wide receivers. Have two running backs. Really three because you have three rounds to play with. So uh, I, right. I, think there's, I think there's a lot of different ways you can go there. Uh, 844-843-6879. 844-843-6879. I want to go into the YouTube chat now uh, and... and and answer your questions there. We've always said we're going to be more interactive, and I want to continue that. Chris, let me ask this. Mark Perez asks, is there anything to Bilal Powell this year? Well, now that Elijah McGuire uh, is, is injured and we don't know what the situation is going to be with that, you got Bilal Powell's value obviously should really go up. Uh, I, obviously, he's a uh, much better pass catcher than, than Isaiah Crowell. So, you got to think he's going to get some a lot of those opportunities. The thing is, we've been waiting for a while for Powell to have his his breakout, uh, and we haven't seen it yet. But it could happen this year. I, I'm not I'm not big on Crowell. I don't think he he could really uh, do that much damage fantasy wise. So if something happens with Crowell, I could see them splitting the carries and splitting the ball. So I think there is value in in Powell, and his value on the draft board is you know as low as it's ever been. So you could really get him at a discount. Uh, and I think it's not a bad flyer to take. Where is he going? What, in the, like 11, 12? I'll, I'll, I'll look that up right now. Yeah. I would say probably like uh, 12, 13, something like that, maybe even later. Um, and that's a flyer. So that's something I, right. I would be interested in investing in, especially with McGuire now on the shelf. So uh, not look, I'm okay with that. In half point mean? PPR right now, Bilal Powell is 134 off the board. So he's going like the 11th, 12th round, like you said. Right, right. So, yeah, I, I think that's not a bad guy to go with in that round, especially like best ball and stuff like that. Like this is a guy that could easily come in and en- end up taking over a good portion of, of touches, you know, maybe later on the season, maybe even four or five weeks into the season. Yeah, I'm not I'm off the Bilal Powell thing, in all honesty. Like I really like Isaiah Crowell. I think uh, he's a guy I want to own this year. But the first thing you said to me, Chris, was right. That Bilal Powell is... Not a young chicken anymore, right? Like, we've been waiting and waiting on this guy. He's not some 22-year-old rookie or second-year or second year player or third-year. He's been around a long time. I believe he's, like, 28 years old now. So, yeah. if he hasn't done it yet, like, are we just going to keep waiting? I don't think so. No, yeah, you don't really want to uh, – you don't want to wait. But the thing is, because of where he's going, I think it's okay to take him. If he was going much higher, then I'd say, no, don't take that chance. But um, he's not worn down. I don't think he's really had that many touches in his career. So, he's not an old 28 uh, he's still got somewhat of fresh legs. I think he could get something done and maybe have a decent season and maybe one of the best seasons of his career. But um, like I said, 11, 12th round, you're taking flyers anyway. Not a terrible flyer, I think, at this point in time with McGuire sidelines. All right, there you go. 844-843-6879, the number to join in to our uh, Fantasy Best Friends Forever program. What do you... 
What do you make of the preseason, Chris? Like, we, we were asking, that's really the story of today's show, right? Like, that's the question we have to answer. How much does the preseason matter to you? What do you watch when it comes to the preseason? What do you take away from it? So there's not, like, too much to take away from preseason because, obviously, it's really about cutting down the roster and getting their backups in place. But the third preseason game is very important, I think, to watch. You're going to want to watch week three of the preseason because the starters play more than half the game, usually three quarters, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you want to see that. You want to just see how they are, see how their health is, like players that are somewhat banged up right now. You want to see, like, Allen Robinson, guy who missed the whole year. You want to watch him. You want to watch guys like that, Uh, guys that you know about already, like Kareem Hunt. You know what their role is. You don't have to worry too much, I don't think. But when it comes to guys that are on the fence and you don't know what to do with them, I would be very interested in watching them week three. And even week two, the starters play about a half. So you want to see the starters. You want to see what they do. So you are somebody that's going to take into account everything you see. I mean, not everything I see. Like, like. A touch, you know, huge game from uh, Allen Robinson isn't going to sell me completely. But what I'm saying is, it's good to see someone that wasn't healthy before healthy now. I, I think other guys that are just trying to make rosters and stuff, like you said, you don't want to invest too much into, you know, a guy that's trying to make the third wide receiver spot uh, just because he had a big game in preseason. You don't want to take too much into that. That doesn't mean that much yet. Let me ask you this, Ventra. Uh, a couple of questions from inside our YouTube chat. Um, what do you think, and this comes from Dr. Jones, what do you think of Dante Moncrief in Jacksonville this year? Well, as we said on the Frenzy right now, he's, according to uh, Jim Day, fifth on the depth chart at Jacksonville. And there's a lot of wide receivers there, so that does worry me. Wide receivers that could play and be good assets to the team. But I think that Moncrief is going to end up being at least the number two wide receiver on this team. Uh, he's a big target, and there's not really a lot of big targets on this team. So... He could be a big touchdown guy. I don't know if he's going to get a lot of receptions. You worry about injuries. Uh, yardage might be an issue, too, if he's going to get injured or if he's not going to have a lot of catches. But I think he could have possibly seven, eight touchdowns this season. Uh, it all depends on how much usage he gets. But I think he will get usage. I'm a, I'm a big believer in Moncrief. And you're getting him for a song. You're getting him for nothing. So he's worth the risk, I think. I like I really like Marquise Lee in this offense. As you mentioned, right now, Dante Moncrief, no better than fifth on the depth chart. Marquise Lee, the one returning guy that you can count on. No more Allens, Allen Robinson or Allen Hearns. Keelan Cole, sure. D.D. Westbrook, yep. Marquise Lee is the guy that got the contract extension that was really the number one wide receiver on this team for most of last year. I really like Marquise Lee a lot. I mean, I guess, you're, you know, you're right. And I said before that I, I'm not a big fan of Marquise Lee just because of what he's done in the past. I haven't seen anything too, too exciting. I've seen spurts. But you're right. He's the number one receiver. Got an extension. Hearns and Robinson are not in his way anymore. Uh, and you know what? He could end up getting a ton of targets. And, and people aren't giving him enough respect. By it. Nobody really talks about him. Nobody, they just gloss over him. Uh, he could be a huge target for Blake Bortles. But I just feel like this team is going to be based off the run and their defense. So it's good. I, it could be a big fluctuation. You could see a lot of inconsistency out of Marquis Lee, especially because you have other targets on the team like Didi Westbrook, Dante Moncrief, and so on. All right. Uh, 844-843-6879. About five minutes left here in the program today. Tomorrow on the show, I said we're going to have guests all week. Uh, that includes Ray Sutherland of Roto World. He's going to stop by. He's going to Skype for the entire hour with us. Uh, guest host with me. Uh, that should be super fun. Always great to have Ray on, uh, who's Freaking awesome. So I'm excited uh, to talk to Ray Summerlin about that. A couple more questions inside our YouTube chat, Chris. Uh, FCG Denver wants to know, can Darius Geis finish as an RV1? Uh, I don't think think he will. Uh, He certainly can. If he gets the bulk of the carries uh, and... 
Obviously, he's not going to get too much of the pass catching because he's got Chris Thompson. He's a reliable pass catching target. But in a standard league, even in half point PPR, he could end up as an RB1 because he could end up with over 1,000 yards rushing like Leonard Fournette had last year if he plays 16 games in the season or 15 games in the season. Um, he's more of that type of back. But, uh, and the Redskins should run the ball with an Alex Smith, the game manager type quarterback there. Uh, their wide receiver core isn't really that great anymore. It's a little banged up. I just think that he could be, but I, I wouldn't bank on that. To me, he's more of a low-end RB2, high-end RB3. I'm, I'm really not trusting him right away like this. And now you hear things about Rob Kelly coming involved. So yeah. that bothers me a little bit. Right. So I wouldn't take too much into account about the Rob Kelly thing, but it does bother me. You should be concerned about it. I'd watch it all the way through preseason. Yeah, I don't care about the Rob Kelly thing either. That's not meaning anything to me. But I do wonder, and Lance has asked the same question I do, is Darius Geis being overdrafted right now? I think he is. Yeah. I, I know the fantasy exec, Corey, loves him, and, and he would ha- be happy with him as RB2. Yep. For me, he's more of an RB3. I, I'm happy with him as a flex, sure. Draft him as a flex. You right. can start him. He's going to get the touches. But I don't trust him enough yet to be my RB2. You want a solid RB2. There's other guys out there like Jordan Howard, Devonta Freeman that you can get. Uh, and they're solid RB2s that could be e- easily become RB1. Or any other, any other rookie running backs that you feel comfortable drafting as an RB2 right now? There is. There is. There's one. Okay. And it's Ronald Jones. All right. Ronald Jones. I'm big on Ronald Jones. This is a guy who's a home run hitter. His, his player comp is to Jamal Charles, and we all know what Jamal Charles can do. Uh, obvi- and I don't see a competition here. Peyton Barber is the competition, but I, I don't think that's much of competition at all. Ronald Jones could also catch passes. He could do everything. He could hit home runs for you. I think it's a solid RB, too, if you really want to talk about it, especially early on. You don't have Jameis Winston. They're going to rely on the run heavily. So even if other running backs cut into his time, he should stay- see at least 15 to 20 touches every game. Before we go, I want to remind you that Fantasy Factor is the only exclusively single-entry DFS site. They have a free rolls registering all the time and great promotions for free prizes. Keep a lookout. Fantasy Factor's free million-dollar survivor contest. It opens a week before kickoff. Go to FantasyFactor.com. That is FantasyFactor.com. Also, if you love playing DFS but you're sick of dealing with the professionals, try the Props Builder tool over at MyBookie.ag. You don't have to create multiple lineups. You don't have to deal with all the freaking pros that are in there. It's just you and the props that you build. You sign up right now using the promo code FNTSY. That's FNTSY. You get a 50% deposit bonus with a rollover requirement. It's a prop that you choose. None of the other BS that goes with it. MyBookie.ag. The promo code is FNTSY. MyBookie.ag. Promo code is FNTSY. Chris, I appreciate you popping on. Any last wise words of wisdom for the crew? Uh, well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And stay tuned. BFF's Fantasy f- uh, Frenzy for the rest of the week. We're going to have some guests and we're going to have some good times. All right. There Enjoy. you go. Like I said, I want to thank Chris Venture for joining us. I want to thank Mike Florio for stopping by. Wish him the best of luck tomorrow on the show. Ray Summerlin, rotoworld.com. is my co-host. It should be an absolute blast. Get your questions in. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'll see you then tomorrow. BFF's with Greg Sussman. Later. We hope.